You're listening to episode number 203 for the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show financially when you shop at Amazon and Caesars Entertainment. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner, and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without giving us money. Or you can just give us money by donating right over through PayPal. A link to that is also available at 360VegasPodcast.com. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The pool's the casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? I want to gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. So now apparently we need everything spelled out for us. Parents are so bad that no swimming needs to be clear. It needs to, it, you, you need more detail. Like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. I, I see that sign says no swimming, but... You know, I, I don't see every single reason listed there why they shouldn't be swinging. So, uh, or swimming. So, I, I think I, I can disregard this warning. I mean, clearly that rule doesn't apply to me. And, and of course, when you know it all goes tits up, then you know it, it's definitely not your fault that that anything went wrong. You know, someone else is to blame for your lazy, shitty parenting. Listen, I understand. I really, really understand that parenting is an exhausting job and it's really hard but you fucking signed up for it and the responsibility number one is to keep them safe requiring almost constant vigilance especially for a fucking toddler so uh, do I feel for the family? Absolutely do I think that fucking piece of shit father needs to be haunted by this for the rest of his life? Absolutely So. I'll be the first just to say I don't believe everything I read, so that's why I would have disregarded that sign. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tony. <laughs> the thing that pisses me off about that is that they immediately tried to go after Disney about this. Do you know Disney has trapped and destroyed 240 aggressive alligators in the area of their entire resort? Oh, oh by the way. Located in the middle of a, of a refurbished swamp. Yes, and, and all of that is true. There, there's one other part of this that I didn't realize until I was reading about it a little bit more is, so they actually show movies over the water, and, and this is a, it's a, a beach into the lagoon, and then from that beach, like over the water, they'll show movies, and they also show the fireworks. And so although it's, it's posted not to swim, they're almost drawing people to that area by what they're doing over the lagoon. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I completely agree with the fact that if it said no swimming, you're letting your kids splash in the water. Stupid. 
but they weren't the only family that were letting their kids splash in the water, and it's commonplace there at, at that resort that people do it because of the movies that they show in the fireworks. And if Disney... This is where I think Disney's going to get stuck. Again, I... I, I I, I think the parenting was Well, ultimately was get stuck because they're fucking a multi-billion no, dollar company. they're going to get stuck because, to your point, they trapped over how many aggressive alligators ah, in the last period but of But that time? alligator, what, they knew of that alligator. That alligator had not shown aggressive tendencies in the past. It's still an alligator. They don't, you don't, listen, you don't find an alligator and just destroy it because fuck it, it's an alligator. No, you don't destroy it, but you never watch, like, Gator Boys, you just call them up and they'll relocate it someplace else. If you've got families with kids in a place where a gator can swim right up and get to one of them, that that's not good. I don't care how many times you've seen that gator, I don't care how many times, and that actually happened at Coronado Springs, too. There was a, a back a couple years ago, but there was a, a gator that was reported, and the, the staff was like, oh yeah, sure, they're there all the time. I mean, you can't. It's a wild animal. You can't take that risk and not relocate it. I we'll have to agree to disagree on this. <laughs> I I feel it's a shit ton of shitty parent. I, obviously, everybody, it, it, you can point fault everywhere. Oh yeah. But can. ultimately, there was a sign that said, "Don't do this," and you let them do it. Like, oh, you got killed. Well, you fucking didn't follow the rules. But at the same time, I think what's where Disney's going to get stuck is that they have a history of removing alligators that they knew were dangerous. Ah, uh, they didn't know this one was dangerous. But they, it's an alligator. No. It's an alligator. All right, we'll agree to disagree. Let's let's get into the show. <laughs> well, fine, that. then. Let's start the show. He's Mark. She's Karen. I'm Tony. And as always, we start with Random Vegas. In a nod to the Silver State motto, Betty Willis put seven silver dollars to back the seven letters of the word welcome on the famous welcome to Las Vegas sign. We got that from SinCityTalk.com. Huh? Did you guys know that? Did you know they were silver dollars for one? I didn't. Yeah. Go Betty. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at the little mini sign flashing behind you, and I'm like, oh, here were the circles. I didn't know there were silver well, dollars. Well, yeah, on my little plastic sign, but those are silver dollars on the real sign. <laughs> Have you guys been out to the actual sign before? Yep. Oh, yeah. A couple times. Oh. I, I'm embarrassed to say, in all of the times that I've gone out, not once, never. I've You're, driven past it, <laughs> but I've never actually stopped and like had my picture taken or anything. That was actually during our our trek where we we got a vehicle and we're like, okay, so we're gonna go to M Resort, we're gonna check out South Point. Like it was, it was a, it was a whole thing. Like, okay, so we're gonna do this. We're gonna do it. That's that a good idea. Good That's idea. brilliant. All right, tell me about Twit Pick of the Week. Spewing forth from the underworld like the exhale of hell itself, the mirage tempts the pyromaniac in us all to try and look away. Try and resist the fires of attraction on the Las Vegas Strip. So many stunning contenders fell at the wayward side of the elemental arisal. At Red 218IS's view of the mirage and her volcano in the action at night could not be denied. May the wrath of the Titans forever rule the Vegas Strip. <laughs> so, <laughs> elemental arousal. Right? Oh, I was so proud of this monologue. <laughs> so much that I'm like, eh, it doesn't have to be long. There you go. Here's a few. I have so many big words and, 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 and that fierce imagery that I'm like, this works. I like it. <laughs> Where do you think he took that picture from? Because I was checking out his Twitter feed, and I didn't see where you know, he was it's funny. saying I, he stayed. I originally thought that it was from 
when, when I when I initially saw it, you know, on the tiny screen on your phone, that I was yeah. like, oh, oh, he must be in the Mirage. But the, the closer you look at it, the more you're like, I think he's probably across the street, and you just kind of zoomed in. I thought the Mirage was in the background, or was that? Treasure Island that I was seeing. I should have looked at it closer, I guess. I can't look at it because the link doesn't work. I forgot notes. to put the link in it. I just realized okay. it. I apologize to both of you. That's all right. That's all, no, no, it's fine. I actually just, I didn't even realize that I just had gone to his well, no, actually, page for my phone. For the first time, I was interested in this elemental arousal and I don't get to see it. That's offensive. I'm interested in his elemental arousal every week, Karen. Oh, okay. Mark just flipped his computer around. Yeah. It looks like a giant explosion outside of, of uh, yeah. Mirage. Yeah, is that cool? It's got to be. If you consider where he's... Oh, I know it's exactly where he is. No, never mind. I know exactly where he is. He's at Harrah's. The reason I know that is you can see the McDonald's arch, that big giant arch. In the lower You can corner. see it. He is at Harrah's while this is going on. Hmm. All I right. apologize to All both right. my co-hosts. Normally, there was always a link for them to be able to enjoy the picture, and I fumbled that one. You know, we're used to there being some kind of screw-up. Some so failure okay. at some point. Right. You're used to dealing with my failures. No, just just a little screw-up. That's a failure. Don't don't sugarcoat it. Don't try and attack me and then pussyfoot around it. Uh, I'm yeah. not. I, I wasn't trying to attack you. I was just wanting people to know that I, I couldn't comment because I couldn't see the picture. Well, you know what? As always, we will link to the photo on our blog, and we'll feature it on all of our social media outlets, such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Google+, and Twitter. Let's move into the news. So we've got the death of the resort fees. This whole shit show started four years ago when the Federal Trade Commission said hotels were allowed to add required fees to their room rates as long as the surcharges were disclosed before the room was booked. However, due to the number of complaints, the rapid rise of the practice, as well as the prices, the FTC may be able to change their stance on the practice. It's being reported by multiple sources under the condition of anonymity because they were not authorized to speak publicly about the matter. The FTC is about to announce that resort fees will be required to be included in the initial price quote. Effectively, ending the practice we all hate known as resort fees. Surprisingly, it isn't expected that the hospitality industry will put up a fight either, as many claim the only reason they adopted the practice was to stay competitive in a market with properties that advertise lower rates and charge a resort fee. A bill has been proposed in Congress known as the, quote, Truth in Hotel Advertising Act of 2016 to stop the practice. It would give the FTC the authority to enforce the law and bring civil action against violators. The problem is, some in the hotel industry, largely their lobbyists, are pushing for a counter legislation that would explicitly permit hotels from charging fees. Lobbyists for the fees even try to cite some surveys that suggest guests like resort fees if the amenities are worth it. Oh, it's going to get worse. The American Gaming Association even claimed their guests asked for resort fees because they didn't want to pay separately for extras such as Wi-Fi, pool usage, gym and spa access, and bottles of water. First of all, I assure you, no one has ever said, I would like, I would like 
bottles of water that I would like to pay for in my room waiting for me. Or, or, or the pool access that has been free since the beginning of time that you're now charging for. I, no, no, no. I, I want you to charge for that access. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> a resort fee simply bundles those amenities. Now, this is why I couldn't be in politics because... I, I would have uh, attacked verbally and physically both of those fucking idiots. There is no way in the universe or, or any other realm of existence that people said that they like to be forced to pay for something regardless if they utilize that service they are being forced to pay for. However, despite all the people they claim said like resort fees, not a single individual could be found when the publication that we're linking to try to re and and several more I assure you try to actually find these people on the street to confirm such a story without exception anyone asked has complained about resort fees and think swift action needs to be taken to eliminate them however if either of these bills become law and of course the only one we're concerned about is the one that allows them they would override the FTC's policy decisions. Vegas Bright reported that Hera's incidental hold fee is now optional. This is only slightly related, I guess. That's the charge that the hotel puts on a credit card to cover any charges to your room. You can waive that now, but resort fees aren't considered incidental, so you still have to pay those. Two separate stories, obviously. I just I, I felt they, they kind of tied together. What do you guys think of this? Are we finally getting fucking... Fuck this class action lawsuit. Are we really just going to get legislation that goes, okay, you guys fucked this whole thing up? No, it, it's not going to get rid of resort fees. Resort fees will still be there. The only difference is when you book the room, the re resort fees are going to be included in the total well, of the price Well, but that's fine. I don't have a problem with that because now I know what I'm paying right off the bat. The well, thing is, is when I sign up and I'm like, here you go, here's your cost, and you get to the hotel, and you're like going, well, and then there's a $25 a night resort fee. But that's never pertained to us because you knew these were coming, and so you were always Okay, so because I'm more intelligent about the Vegas market, which is hands down the worst offender yeah. of all of this. There are others out there, but Vegas is the worst. So just because I'm more intelligent doesn't mean it isn't still equally enraging. And I am aware that I am in the minority, so the majority of people are getting fucked on right, this. Right, the majority of people don't realize. I guess I just... The biggest issue for me, if you want to get rid of, rid of resort fees, is make sure that they get taxed on them. That's the whole reason they put in resort fees. Well, there's two reasons they put in resort fees. One of them was yeah, I, to, I do agree to hide the, the actual true price of the room. The second one was this wasn't the room rate. So it was fees for other services and stuff. Which I've never understood from day one. Rate. Why would the tax agencies allow that to happen? We're not saying that the taxing authorities are the brightest bunches <laughs> in the ball. I, I mean, come on. That's just, Especially in real. Vegas. How often do they kowtow to these guys? Tony, do you have any thoughts on this? No, I, I don't think this is going to go anywhere. Um, that's, that's and a bummer. It's, it's unfortunate because um, it, you're, I agree with you. It's, it's unfortunate the way, and I don't even blame Vegas specifically for this problem. The nickel and diming is bullshit. You hit, I think you hit the nail on the head earlier when you said, oh, yes, we want to be paid, or we want to be charged for using the pool, you know, something that you've given to us right. since eternity. I always thought, I, truly, I, obviously I am, I am very naive. I really thought when I paid my price to stay at a, in a hotel room that got me access to the hotel and in its amenities, that's obviously not true anymore. So, right. yeah. um, fuck them. 
Yep. All right. So some, uh, next two, you guys should be pretty excited about. I bet. Let's start with NFL and or NHL in Vegas. All right. It is official. Las Vegas has a professional hockey team. They will start play in 2017-2018 season. They will be in the Western Conference's Pacific Division. However, the name still hasn't been announced. It was clarified that a name that could be related to gambling isn't a direction that they are interested in going and was really encouraged by the NHL to stay away from. Plans are to announce the name no later than the start of the 2016 NHL season. Speculation still points to the team being named the Black Knights or some variation of that. So wait, so what about that logo that they were showing that was the tank with the knights? And Just the most popular version of, of what has been floated around. Oh. It may be the official, to be honest with you. It just hasn't been announced that that is the official actual name. In the articles that I've read, the colors seem to be consistent in all of these, which is going to be black, gold, and gray. That that seems to be the most consistently shown variation of colors. And black knights or knights, something of that, are, are the most popularly shown. Like, oh, it's going to be like this or... or uh, Odds are that's what it's going to be. They just haven't announced it yet. Yes. He's also a West Point graduate, which are also the Knights of the Black Knights or something. Okay. Because that that was my only... uh, The black and gold color combination, I don't mind. Black, gold, and gray seems a little odd. It's West Point. Yeah, but West Point's mostly gray with accents of black. Okay, but... But anyway. Yeah. I just, uh, this is going to sound so bad. I don't know a better, a nice way to say it. I think they got to be careful about calling a team the black anything. <laughs> right. I don't know. That, that's my only thing is I, I, I like the name. It, if it ends up being the Black Knights, I just, I, I foresee at some point it'll be a problem. My gut and, and Melts Vegas also kind of steered me in this direction. It's going to be the Knights is what it'll boil down to. That knight on the logo may be black. But I think it, it, it's probably just going to be the Knights. Well, that's kind of clever if you think about it. The play on words they can use, the Las Vegas Knights. Never uh, cool. Always. Actually, you know, or something like that. I mean, there's there's something they can do with that. That is clever. I like that. I didn't even think of that. Wow, that's brilliant. See, this is what happens when you get a non-sports person thinking about a sports team's name. Why? And the city that you Yeah, I know. I like it. <laughs> But there you go. I imagine there isn't going to be a ton more that we're going to discuss about this because it starts to become more of a sports thing and less of a Vegas thing. So I imagine at some point we'll share what the name is, and then, you know, this will be the last we talk about it. Don't tease. <laughs> All right. Uh, tell me about NFL in Vegas. Yeah, unfortunately, I cannot promise less on this, Tony, because God knows where this thing's going. It is finally been proposed by someone at the state tourism panel that the public contribution to the construction of the domed football stadium be reduced to something more like every other major city with a professional sports team in the United States has done. Only have taxpayers cover a third of the cost. The $1.45 billion price tag would be split. $500 million from Raiders owner i got to be honest, that's pretty excessive for the guy that wants to get out that he's got to pay for it. $400 million from the Sands Corp and Majestic Realty, and $550 million from taxpayers. Now, some of the details of the plans were shared as well. Most interesting is, if the Raiders relocated to Vegas, they would be required to sign a 30-year lease with the city. I think that's clever as shit. I don't know if that'll be in the final 
contract. But also, when they say taxpayers, they mean us, tourists. The current proposal is to increase the room tax 0.7% for strip properties and 0.5% for off-strip and Fremont. Since the public meeting to pitch the stadium plan, the Oversight Committee have been unable to agree on a recommendation for the project. Surprising to no one, the new proposal was met with less than enthusiasm. The next scheduled meeting is for July 11th. We live in and have lived in multiple cities that have had done stadium rebuilds or whatever, you know, where, where taxpayers had to help pay for it. The first thing, and please go back and listen to other episodes if you want to challenge me on this. One of the first things I ever said is when they put the initial up here, like, oh, oh, so, so the taxpayer is going to pay for two thirds of the stadium, the exact opposite of every other tax plan to, to fund a stadium in the history of sports in the United States. So I, I like that we're finally getting back to, and to be fair, let's not glad hand the fucking, the Sands, and well, I mean, I can't really knock the Majestic Reality Corp, but the Sands who originally posed this whole thing, uh, because they aren't the ones that, uh, they're just saddling more of the of what they tried to push on the taxpayers. If, if the owner of the Raiders didn't chip in to go, I'll pay half a billion dollars on this, there would be a gigantic gigantic difference in what they were trying to get taxpayers to pay for. Tourists. Tourists to pay for. I, I think the shittiest part of that whole story, I think, is it's not, okay, the public's going to pay for it. No, it's the tourists. Yeah. Who are never going to go to the fucking games. Or if they might during football season, which, oh, hey, is only 16 weeks, 17 weeks, plus preseason, one, one day a week. So 19, 20 games. Versus the other 365 days of the year when the tourists are going to be paying this every time they stay in a room. Yeah. Eh. Well, they you're going to notice that small of a percentage. But it, it honestly, for Vegas, it makes sense because that's their largest revenue is, are the, the tourists. that. You well, know, they also the don't taxes, have so. income tax. So you can't really increase Oh, that. they don't in Nevada? No. Nope. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, they could just, it must be property only, I bet. Property yeah. tax is how they... And well, I mean, there's, there's, yeah, there's state unemployment. But yeah, there, there is no withholding tax. Huh. Well, that's... Nah, listen, from a public's uh, funding standpoint, it's brilliant. You get the benefit of the of a football team. You're not putting it on your residents, so they're not angry with you. You put it on the schmucks that come in and right. you know dump their money and don't know what 0.7% additional taxes on a room that they're already being nickeled and dimed on for right. their resort fee. So <laughs> it's just one extra thing. Yep. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. It's just, um, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, then tell me about the Showcase Mall renovations. And in particular, can you remind me where the Showcase Mall even is? (laughs) (laughs) This is the shopping area just north of MGM Grand, where the M&M thing is. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Okay. It actually has a name. I thought it was just like a gigantic building. You know what's funny? It literally says Showcase Mall. (laughs) But is it really a mall? I thought it it had the M&M store. It had a movie theater. What what do you call it? And I thought uh, it had what what used to be a Dave & Buster's. What what do you call those outdoor malls? uh, It's it's like like a shopping plaza mall kind of thing. It's outdoor? Well, yeah, because none of them, you can't get to these places on the inside, which would be a classic mall. This is is a, is a shopping plaza where you can go from one place to another place to another place to another place. 
there's a lot more in there than you think. There's an Adidas store. There's the Hard Rock uh, Cafe is there. They have um, uh, some discount uh, dress. You, you don't have to tell me anymore because yeah. I'm never going to remember and I don't go in there. So yeah. And fine. there's more in the story. So. Okay. Apparently feeling the pressure from all the reinvestment across the street at New York, New York, and Monte Carlo, the Showcase Mall across the street has decided to reinvest and expand, starting with La Salsa Cantina. They are closing their restaurant, shrinking their footprint, and putting $350,000 into renovating just over 1,000 square feet into La Salsa Daiquiri Bar. Are these daiquiri bars really making that much money? That's crazy to me. No word at this time what is planned for the remaining space that they are now abandoning. Those that love La Salsa Cantina, Vegas Eater reminds that you can still find it at the Miracle Mile shops at Planet Hollywood, backed by the V Theater. They also have a La Salsa Fresh Mexican Grill at Caesars Forum Shops. Next for the showcase, a series of major structural changes to the northern building and parking garage, including adding almost 11,000 square feet of retail space for a new tenant and increasing the size of, get ready for it, Ross Dress for Less <laughs> clothing, clothing store. Seriously? Is that not embarrassing as shit? I mean, I'm sure it makes a ton of money. That's why they're doing it. But just saying that, like, oh, you know what we need to do on the Vegas Strip? We need to expand the discount clothing store. (laughs) Hooray. They also plan to close the United Artists Showcase Theater 8, the only movie theater on the Strip. However, no timetable has been shared for completion of any of these new projects. I think it's pretty clear none of us really care other than, huh, that's pretty interesting. That's a significant amount of space that's going to have things done at some point. I don't even think it's interesting, so. (laughs) Well, I'm glad I wasted the time to write this fucking story. (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't speak for me and put words in my mouth, but oh, we we think this is interesting. Fair enough. No, we don't. Listen, there must be enough people that find this this mall uh, interesting to them that that there's this much work going into it that they thought, well, instead of closing it down, we're going to expand on it. Well, if you remember, they just got bought. Oh, that's right. We did talk about this a couple weeks ago, didn't we? Uh, A couple months ago. All right. Well, I'll file that under the big meh. (laughs) (laughs) This one is interesting because I did not know that there was not a Morton's Steakhouse in Vegas to begin with, and it's coming to Hard Rock. Yes. Well, there is a Morton's Steakhouse in the Las Vegas area. It's just not in any Vegas property. There's Uh, one just off of, was it Paradise Road or something? The one that's, uh, I don't know why I'm looking at you. uh, Why are you looking at me? Is is that where it is? I have no idea. There are things outside of the Las Vegas Strip? It's over by where... It is. It's called downtown in Fremont Street. I figured it was just one big road, and then everything outside of that was just desert. Right. (laughs) It's down by where Terribles is. Where are... Well, it's it's Silver Sevens now. Oh, yes. That's where the Mortons is. You're right. I've driven past it. I've seen that. All right, so Vegas Eater is reporting that Hard Rock will be getting a new 7,000-square-foot steakhouse by the Morton Brothers in the HRH section of the resort in 2017. The HRH section is the new section they just created. Michael and David Morton's father, Arnie, founded the original Morton Steakhouse in 1978. Michael has multiple restaurants in Vegas, and David has multiple in Chicago, but this will be the first that the two have collaborated on a project. 
Hard Rock's current steakhouse, 35 Steaks and Martinis, will remain open until whatever the Morton Brothers name their steakhouse opens. We've had Morton's before. Have you ever had Morton's before, Tony? I have not, actually. I would liken it to Ruth's Chris. Mm, oh. My wife is a huge fan of Ruth's Chris. When oh. she saw your pictures mm. for your anniversary, oh. she was immediately salivating. Yeah, this isn't going to work don't, out. This don't. isn't where she's where she would like this. I think both are shit. So I won't tell her that part. Yeah. Well, no. So hold on. So I have eaten at Ruth's Chris before. This is Mark's first time. Okay. It, this was by far the worst experience I've ever had at Ruth's Chris. Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. So what so, was what was wrong with it? Was it the food or the service? Oh, the service. Well, no, the service was fine. It was a little it's, slow. Yeah, but the little. Only at the end we were trying to go. Everything else was coming out quickly, and drinks were there. Fair enough. Fair enough. No, it, it, the food was. I've had better steaks at fucking Longhorn. Yes. Whoa! Really? Yeah. yeah. They, they oh, there was no that's... flavor on them at all. It was yeah. really kind of bad. And and the other two sides. So I my appetizer I got was unbelievably delicious. That was good. That was good. Yeah. I, they had a, a veal asabuco ravioli. Ooh, as, which, that was good. Yeah, which was, was an appetizer, really and they came out with these five huge raviolis that were like you know three bites a piece, but um, which was great because I got some of those for leftovers. But the uh, everything else that we ordered. The sides were incredibly salty. Yes, they really were. Way, hardcore. Way over salty. The steaks, again. Flavorless. Yeah, they really were. Wow. Uh, borderline oh dry. Borderline dry. Mine wasn't dry. It just didn't have any flavors. Yours, I, I didn't have a bite of yours, but you were really disappointed Irritated with it. it. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I mean, they did bring us out those desserts, which were deliciously good. I mean, the desserts are probably the best part, aside from the appetizer, but... Uh, it, it it was the worst experience I've ever had yeah. at a Ruth's Chris. That is heartbreaking. That is heartbreaking because I, I, Jen and I have um, had, we've you know what, we've even had Ruth's Chris in Vegas. Oh, really? Yeah, we were driving one day. We were going to check out some casino, let's just say Hard Rock or, yeah, you yeah. know, Green Valley or something, and we, we passed it, and my wife was like, ooh, they have a, a, a Jeff Ruby here. Or no, that's Louisville, sorry. Ooh, they've got a Chris... Ruth's Chris, Chris, damn, stroking out right now. Right. <laughs> um, and uh, and so we went in, and it was it was wonderful. We've had it in Grand Rapids. We've had it in Ann Arbor. We've had it in Indianapolis. I mean, I'm, we had it in Lu- or, uh, uh, New Orleans. That's heartbreaking. I, I'm here, here's so the thing, disappointed for Tony. You, Mark. I've had it in Jackson, Mississippi. And if there's ever a place that's going to be shitty, it's going to be in Jackson, right. Mississippi. Sure. It was great in Jackson. I mean, it was awesome. It's so it was just a bad night for the restaurant. It it was. I mean, there's there's another restaurant around the corner, another steakhouse called Fleming's. It's it's um, and and they and we've hung out at their place several times, yeah. and it's been epic every time. Service has been better. Um, well, and go ahead and tell them what what we have to do for me. So yeah, so when I book the reservations, we do them through Open Table, and they ask for comments, and I just say, look, we're we're not a we don't like to chit chat with those service. We appreciate you being friendly and attentive, but we're we're very fast eaters. We like to get in and get out and go. And you know, and and, and Fleming's has done a phenomenal job with that. Every time we put them in, and we we were there last year for anniversary. I think we went. Oh yeah, yeah. And you know, they they gave us again a card. Um, we ended up with free desserts. They gave us a gift card to come back. Like it was all um, really good. And and Ruth. Chris did similar stuff. They they had rose petals on the table with a little card that had that happy anniversary and all that. 
but but the service was slower. It's almost like they were afraid to come by the table. And yeah. and it just I don't know. Well, it, it got to a point where like you literally had to start doing something where you're like lounging in in the fucking seat. Like, listen, look at me. I'm clearly not eating. Clearly, just waiting for someone to come around. Yeah. So, but it, the food itself was the most disappointing because, like I said, I've eaten at Ruth Chris several times and it's been absolutely delicious. The steaks have been phenomenal when they come out. And Mark had a hard time with the sizzling steak. Well, it kind of pissed me off. The sizzling right? steak thing is irritating. I'm like, oh, that's phenomenal. Look at this great steak right in front of you. Don't eat it, though. It'll fucking burn you. I'm like, why the <laughs> fuck did you bring this then? But, it, no, it just, yeah. And even afterwards, it, like, you let them cool the appropriate length of time, and the, the steaks just weren't good. The service was slow. It was really, and again, like I said, I've, I've been there before when it's been awesome. This is just not that. You know, I, I've never had any luck with anything that could be considered a, a high-end steak chain. Now, we've had, we've had like, you've said Fleming's you think is a chain, but it's clearly not, like, a major name oh, that no, everybody knows. No. So I, I, we've been fine with those things. But anything that could be classified high-end steak that's a chain, I, personally, me, not you, me, have had zero luck with them. The only, Everyone has been terrible. The only place that you've had luck with, but you never got steak there, was at Hugo's Frog House because Hugo's Frog House is owned by That's Gibsons, which owns Morton's, right? Um, I could have swore they did. You're right. You're absolutely right. And I never had a steak there, but yeah, my God, that thing was Hugo's, amazing. Hugo's Hugo's Frog House is owned by Gibsons. I don't think they own Morton's. I think Morton's is separate. All right. Well, yeah, it obviously likes to get the Morton Brothers. So no, it it is separate. Right. But, but there you go. Well, I obviously I I have no stock or anything in Ruth's Chris, but all I can say is I'm very sorry that you had a bad experience because yeah. that's because for the price that you're paying, particularly for the event that you're celebrating, yeah. you, you want it to be, you know, you want it to be flawless. And that's, that's uh, too bad. You know what? I don't, I don't regret the, I don't regret the experience. That's the one thing I kept telling Karen. I'm like, don't, don't worry. This, this hasn't tainted anything. This isn't bad. I'm very glad we tried this. Just not for me. And in the future, I know where we will go to to celebrate and and have a great steak. For sure, there's yeah. got to be so many wonderful steak places in Memphis that it's <laughs> that's the hard awesome. part. They really get one crack at your 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 wallet. You're 100 percent right. That with me, it's 100 percent that yeah. you got one shot. Well, and that's why again we'll go back to Fleming's oh, next time we want to big steak. time. Yeah, oh yeah, because those sure. are really good. And they have oh. a good wine cellar and everything else. Actually, next time you guys come down, we should go there. Oh, done great. and done. Yeah, absolutely. You don't have to twist our arm. All right, so tell me about uh, Morimoto in Las Vegas. Iron Chef Morimoto has been rumored to be opening a restaurant in Vegas for several years. The last location reported was the Mirage. Now Vegas Eater is reporting that this fall, Morimoto Las Vegas will open at the MGM Grand. It will be in the 5,542-square-foot space, formerly home to Shibuya. While its closing date hasn't been officially announced, Open Table is only taking reservations till July 2nd. It's rumored that the plan truly was to open at the Mirage. However, Morimoto's design team are the cause of the delay in the opening as well as the relocation to a venue that is more accommodating to their plans. Despite... Whatever those plans are, the estimated budget for the place is only $875,000, which is really kind of small for Vegas, especially a guy like this. And unfortunately, it's only listed as coming this fall. Well, 
you you've just got all kinds of attitude today. It's kind of funny. <laughs> Well, because I, I knew this, this is something ball. you would get a kick out of. And you even mentioned something before. I'm sure, oh, hey, you know, on the on this week's show, there's going to be something about Morimoto. Oh, when's it coming out? I'm like, you're going to be annoyed. <laughs> like, it's, 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 it, can, it can't get much more vague except to say, coming in 2016. <laughs> like, that's the only way it can get worse. So uh, I'm I'm excited about it. I've never I have been a fan of Morimoto for years. Right. I used to watch the original. You Japanese lost your shit when I mentioned like it's coming to Mirage. Like oh my god. Yeah, of, of Iron Chef. So I I am so excited, and I've never eaten at any of his restaurants. So I'm like super duper excited that I might actually have a chance to. I have to. I realize I'm gonna have to find somebody to go with me. No 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 no. He it. does. He's he's Japanese or right? Yeah, but he doesn't do hibachi. No, no, no. I did read, and I didn't share this because I was like, who gives a shit about this? But apparently I should have. There will be hibachi stations. Okay. There's going to be a whole sushi bar, and there's a hibachi. There's going to be an area of hibachi. So you realize I'm not doing hibachi at Morimoto's restaurant. Well, because you've recently become a sushi slut. No, I'm not going to do sushi. (laughs) I I want his Japanese menu. He does stuff that is, like, incredible. Oh, yeah. Is this, like, bizarre meat? Like, wacky? Like, Not wacky. It's it's high-end, inventive. It's wacky. It's It's wacky. wacky. In in my vernacular, in my ability to to comprehend food. You would say wacky. Okay, that's exactly what I needed to know. But, no, I'm excited. Alistair, you're up. I hope he serves that uh, that type of blowfish, like from the episode of The Simpsons, where Homer thought that he ate it because if they cut it wrong, yep. you'll it'll die. Kill you. Yeah, it'll kill you. <laughs> yep. Then I'll get to listen to the Bible on on cassette tape read to me by James Earl Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember the specific episode, but okay, I, I can visualize it. Well, starting in the first ten Stop, seconds shut of the up. episode. Shut up. <laughs> so. Uh, to your point about the 875,000, it is a, a big space at 5,500 square feet. Okay. And again, I have to translate cost because you're not doing an exterior. You only have to do interior dining in the kitchen. So he's going to spend the bulk of his money making sure his kitchen is where it needs to be. I can see the design of the restaurant mm-hmm. being very simplistic. Right, right. And but More about the kitchen? Uh, no, just uh, he, he's kind of a Japanese minimalist. So I, I could see the dining room not being elaborate. He wants to make sure the kitchen is, is quality. Right. But I I can see where the layout to him is going to be very important. Mm-hmm. So if very Mirage... Yeah. It, yeah. Which I think is more Chinese than it is Japanese, isn't uh, it? What the fuck would I know? I don't know. Uh. This should be... Uh, God, that's going to sound awful. No, it's not. I don't know. Which, We're which, stupid which, Americans. <laughs> Let's just chalk it up to that. We apologize, Asians. Um, Maybe it's because we just know that feng shui is a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> yeah, take that, Asian. Well, that just totally just took the pressure off of me. Thank know, you. Right? Um, but I, I can see him very being very specific about the layout and how it's set up, and knowing Mirage versus being a prick. MGM. He he's earned the right to be. No, it, the, to the reason it. is is the space they were trying to put him in isn't nearly as conducive to what like basically the one at the MGM just a big 
you could do whatever you, you could do whatever you want with it, right? Yeah, versus and, and Mirage, exactly. it wasn't. Yeah, oh, like yeah. no, no, this is what we got. Like, oh, yeah, it's not gonna work. Well, exactly. So they found a spot for him because they know it's gonna make a shitload of money. It, the I, location I time, at man. Mirage would probably would have been better because he could have drawn the same as Tom Colicchio's Heritage. You can draw from the Venetian Palazzo. You can draw. I from would Wynn. argue Colicchio's uh, Heritage is more popular than Strip Steak because of its fucking location. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, he, yeah, you you would have been able to draw from some higher end folks staying at the north end of the Strip versus. Where I think at some point you're like. You know he's more remote, right? Well, yeah, they'll and, find him. And they they'll have the him. the monorail that feeds in right there, right, so course, it'll yeah. be fine. But I'm super excited. We'll we'll just see. I mean, it, and if it doesn't open till next year, it doesn't open till next year. Right. It, eating at one of his restaurants is on my bucket list. There you so go. We'll figure it out. All right, Mark, you brought this on with your t- heading here. Oops, Win did it again. Oh my he God. went with the kitsch. <laughs> he lost his casino. Oh, Stevie, Stevie, oops, he did. <laughs> you're, you're, only encouraging. You're, you're only encouraging this thing I am fighting. <laughs> <laughs> what, of having finding some way to make every heading here for a, for a storyline some sort of lead-in for a song? <laughs> Brilliant, sir. It's brilliant. All right. I, I, I was still writing the story. I can't wait to tell it to you guys. Many years ago, Steve Wynn lost Mirage Resorts when he shared grandiose plans during an earnings call for a Broadway-type show he was developing for the Mirage, going as far as to sing to people on that call. That's brilliant. I encourage that behavior. Yeah. Now, of course, this isn't the only thing that caused the stock price to become undervalued, giving MGM the opportunity to purchase the company, but we don't have time to get into all that. It is, however, considered to be the defining moment that caused the downfall of one of the premier gaming companies in the business that set itself up for a hostile, although friendly, takeover. This time, during a speaking engagement to retail couture jewelers and watch brand executives, Wynn shared his plans for Paradise Park to replace the Wynn Golf Course. Among the many details he shared that we're all familiar with, he disclosed a new one. Plans are to have water shows and fireworks every night. And just before those begin, an eight-story tall King Kong that will make an appearance on the second peak of the island will appear. Quote, he will be articulated to turn 360 degrees and will have a 50-foot arm spread. And in his left hand, he will hold a girl. He will have animated eyes and a big sound, unquote. (laughs) The only thing they've not been able to decide is how much people will pay to see it. Now, this isn't nearly as bad as the situation that caused him to lose the Mirage Resorts for many reasons. The most brilliant of which, even if all the cards fell the way they did before, Steve learned from his former mistake. He's the primary shareholder of the company. Even if the company or, or some random company wanted to attempt an aggressive buyout, they wouldn't be able to do it because he owns more stock than anyone else. Odds are this will have no effect on his company's stock value, but sarcastic remarks about him becoming senile in his old age aren't exactly discredited when you hear a story like this. <laughs> listen, listen, being lowbrow right off the bat, I'm going to tell you, this sounds cool. <laughs> being oh at being at Wynn Resorts, this sounds like an abortion. 
<laughs> if you want to tell me this is a treasure island, I'm like, this is a fuck. This is amazing. Oh, I can't wait to see this. Like going, you know, the most expensive. I mean, can you imagine? Win Resorts, Win and Encore. What, what other property would you say competes with it? What, Bellagio? Are you going to have a fucking King Kong at Bellagio? No, you're not having King Kong at Bellagio. <laughs> nah, they should get Loch Ness. Come right. on. <laughs> they have the water they feature for the it. Lake. There you go. Wow. Wow. I don't know if you guys can add anything, but I'll give you the opportunity at this moment. This is, this. I worry this might be... Like we're watching this guy just deteriorate in front of us. I, I I agree with you, Mark. Treasure Island, perfect place. Put it there. Makes sense. Tons of places that this would work. Not but Wynn Resort. When I mean, are you shitting me? That just... Well, and, and really, I mean, the fact that you're like, listen, guys, I'm really lowbrow. This totally turns me off. Right. <laughs> and Wynn should be like, see, funny thing. Let me tell you who my clientele, my targeted demographic isn't people who get turned on by King Kong. Yeah, it's like, I'm pretty sure when he made this statement, I think it was like, I don't know, six, seven years ago, about the people who were attending Win and Encore aren't the people that he built that property for. You know, basically saying, you know, the economy was so shitty that people who shouldn't be allowed to stay at his property were able to stay at his property. He almost encouraged somebody who's like, you know what, I don't, it, listen, I have no issue with high end. That's not really my style. You want to do it? You throw a fucking King Kong in the like fucking going to win, bitch. <laughs> I'm going to wear my shorts and fucking logo t-shirts right in your fucking face, Steve. Oh, yeah. You know, it's interesting that you started this story off with, um, during an earnings call, yeah. he shared his idea of a Broadway show and that that's what the, the, the downfall was. Like, that was the... Oh, it wasn't just... Only it wasn't, the defining moment. It wasn't just the... Okay, wanting to do a Broadway show is fine. The fact that he started singing to investors, that's when they kind of went, oh, But, but okay. to be fair, uh, I, I will give you only the, the, the shortest abbreviated version uh, of what actually happened before all of this. He started kind of losing his shit. He had overspent on Bellagio. He had overspent on the property that's down in Biloxi. The, that was the biggest fuck up. They were dumping ridiculous amounts of money into it. And that a, was all before the hurricane. Into a Probably Mississippi, wiped it out, yes, right? In a, yeah. in, a, in a Mississippi casino. And on top of that, he had fired a brilliant CFO. Like, the Wall Street was like, we want that guy. Everybody should be as good as this guy. And and he fucking fired him. And this was his first earnings call since then. I'm like going, when we, you know how how he gets really fired up about something. I'm like going, we've got the greatest of this. We're gonna do this, and then we got, then we got the show that we're working on. You gotta hear this music. Be like, this guy is out of his fucking mind. It's it, gonna be you. Right? <laughs> So there were a lot of other extenuating factors, but it is 100% pointed to as the defining moment of, like, this guy's out of his fucking mind. Sell, 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 sell. Huh. All right. Well, good luck, Steve. Rim <laughs> <Right. laughs> Resorts and Entertainment Park. <laughs> I know. All right, well, I guess uh, let's move on to Prop Bets. For those of you unfamiliar, Prop Bets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. First up, 
After winning the first professional sports championship in 52 years and making NBA history by being the first home team to overcome a 3-1 to deficit, information I always have just, you know, they, if they're ready. They weren't a home team. Doesn't matter. Go on. Go, girl. The Cleveland Cavaliers stopped off in Vegas on their way home from Oakland to party at Excess Nightclub at Wynn Resorts. Right? <laughs> like, why wouldn't you? Like, we just fucking made history. Vegas bitches. <laughs> hey, it's on the way. It, and when, when you have is, a, yeah. you know, your private charter Private jets, jet, right. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know. The one not? thing I do want to say. I said on Twitter that after watching them win, it's the first time I've ever cried at the result of a professional sporting event. I wanted to clarify, especially for those who have known me since I was a kid, I've never been a Cavs fan. Though I was born in Cleveland and grew up about 50 minutes from it, I've always been a Browns fan and an Indians fan as far as my interest in baseball goes, but... You adopted the Bulls once you got into That's right. NBA. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and, and let me explain why. My dad was never into basketball, so I had to discover my love for the sport on my own. And when that happened, it was the Bulls that I fell in love with for whatever reason at, at the time. I mean, some would argue that it's... No, but that was, that's the funny thing. I, I didn't want to get into this part, but I'll give you the abbreviated version. I didn't know who the fuck Michael Jordan was at that time. I just, I, I have, it was at the time when WGN, remember when WGN was a superstation and you could get it anywhere? That's how I stumbled upon them. And I'm like, well, this seems interesting. All right, let's watch these fucking guys. Anyway, then, because my father thought it was funny, he started to root for the Cavs when they played Chicago, so I grew to hate them. However, when LeBron announced that he was returning to Cleveland, I was interested. And after seeing this documentary, Believeland, it's a ESPN 30 for 30, I began to root for them, or better said, I began to root for all things Cleveland. Now, Chicago will always be my favorite basketball team, but the Cavs have now found a way to secure a place in my heart, or at least anything Cleveland. Now, if you've not seen it, it, it is available on Netflix this month. I, I highly recommend it. Not only has Cleveland been an embarrassment uh, in, in, in sports, they have somehow found, prior to this, they went, well, and to be honest, look at the way they won it in historical fashion. I mean, they came back in a way that nobody's ever done before against a team that was considered who had the best regular season record in NBA history. Basically, they, they had to achieve the impossible because the way that Cleveland has always been, it's kind of like they, they snatched defeat out of the hands of victory. Like uh, so many times. Karen watched this 30 for 30 with me and cried multiple times like going, you guys were so close. It wasn't a 30 for 30. It was a documentary called Believeland. It is a 30 for 30. Oh, I'll show you as soon as this fucking show is over with. It's a 30 for 30. It was longer than 30 minutes. No, it's not 30 minutes. 30 for 30 is 30 stories told by 30 well-known directors. Okay, whatever. I'm sorry. Move on. Well, you shouldn't interject. She don't fucking know about <laughs> Except then it's why? your turn to go to the next bullet point. The hell right? am I talking about Vegas? Yeah. Well, well, no, no. What I'm saying is when you're ready to move on, since you're up next, you get to... I that. would love to, but if apparently Mark was in the middle of something that I don't know if I can uh, allow to interrupt. Well, if you didn't take a pee break, maybe did. you were part of it. <laughs> you know what? If you didn't go on and tell insistent... And you and Tony didn't tell ins incessantly long stories. Entertaining stories that listeners like? stories. As of June 27th, Circus Circus will henceforth be known as Circus Circus Hotel, Casino, and Theme Park. All right. I, it I, wasn't already? Well, the theme park wasn't part of it. I, I, have, I have to ask you guys, as, as professionals in this area, seriously. 
a rebranding like this? It's not a rebranding. But you, but you're now. I mean, is is it really as simple as like we're reordering crops? Like, oh, whoa! Don't forget to put theme park on it. <laughs> Or, or is it – because to me, it seems like something of a rebranding. You have to change things that you have. It's going to cost them money, yes. But is it going to make a goddamn bit of difference? No. That's what I mean. Is there any point to this? No. So they're just throwing money away. Yep. All right. That's what I thought. I just, I just want to see if – do you, do you disagree, Tony? I, I don't know. I, I, it, it seems silly to me okay. of all of the things for them to put on here. Theme park seems like – not one of them. I just think about not only the money that it would cost to change, like, I don't know, fucking napkins and fucking well, cups or whatever, but you... the amount of time that they spent in meetings coming up with this. You know it didn't take fucking ten minutes. No, but if it's going to help them, like, renovate some of the shitty parts of that property because they've got to put a new in theme park on it, I'm all for it. They already have the Adventure Dome. There's the theme park. Okay, you missed my point. If they have to refresh something to clean it up and make it new, I'm all for it. Well, obviously, if that's the grand plan, like, listen, we're going to refresh this. Let's start it off with a name. Like, yes, let's start with something. <laughs> we already know they're putting the money into the renovation. I don't think no, it's going to No, 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 make they're us... talking about it. They've okay. not committed to anything. And they shouldn't because it's not going to do them any good. Anyway, that's my soapbox. All right. Go on. Vegas Hooter reports that the Palm Restaurant has closed at the Forum Shops at Caesars Palace to undergo a $1.5 million renovation. You see what I mean? Morimoto's not even spending a million to build one. They're renovating it for fucking $1.5. They plan to reopen in September. That's crazy. The Palm is a great restaurant, and they do have good steaks. I have heard great things about that place. I've been there before. It's good. The asshat that was arrested back in January of this year for waving an empty gun in front of the fountains of Bellagio, causing police to fire upon him, missing and grazing two bystanders, well, he's taking a plea deal that will get him treatment for schizophrenia. Depending on the doctor's review, he could face up to five years in prison. I can't argue with this. This is, this is legal. That's how it works. And he's probably insane. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. Love going down to Fremont, but hate escaping the oonts, 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 oonts. Well, Fremont Street Experience now has a Tiesto Viva fashion show. Well, it's not a fashion show. It's just a show. It's a vision. Oh, a vision. vision show. <laughs> <laughs> Although, no one would be surprised if you went to a fashion show and you heard Tiesto. That, that was me. Sorry. I, I, I just read it as fashion. No, it's no it says, makes perfect it sense. It says Viva Vision Show. It Sorry. makes perfect sense. <laughs> Apparently looking for something to do. The Clark County Commission voted unanimously this week to approve bans on bags of a certain size, coolers, strollers, and various other items during special events like New Year's Eve. So they are officially going to continue doing what they have been doing for years. Does everyone feel safer? It's fucking dumb. How much money do do fucking government waste? Doesn't matter. Move on. You don't have to talk about every single one, and this one is not worth any additional conversation. Look, tell me that's not aggravating as shit. It doesn't matter. They've been doing it forever. Why make it official? Who gives a shit? Well, I think if we stop mocking them, then they're like, well, we can get away with anything. They're not going to fuck calls out on <laughs> shit. They, no- they notice when we mock them. Karen, Absolutely. People notice when I say shit. It's true. Right. Well, Tony, maybe not, stop. because they obviously weren't aware we were making fun of it. And in response to the announcement mm-hmm. that you'll be able to now do yoga on the high roller, well, the Review Journal reported other weird places that you can do yoga, including hot yoga, at the Neon Museum. 
That experience <laughs> is going to run you $18 of miserableness. No shit. You're in the desert doing yoga. I'm going to guess it's going to be hot. <laughs> oh, that's funny. They just call it yoga. I know, right? <laughs> Vegas Bright reported that in order to have something of a strip presence, Wahlburgers opened a bar slash retail kiosk right next to the CVS at Bally's. This location doesn't offer food, only booze and merchandise to a restaurant that you don't have the ability to eat at yet. Wahlburgers is, is expected to open in a few weeks. And Melts Vegas said something about this on Twitter. He's like, you know, it's a TV show, right? You know, they're kind of branding. I'm like, I get it. But I have to mock it because it's like you're selling T-shirts to a restaurant that no one can eat at. Well, no, people can eat at, just not in Vegas. It's the same thing as like a hard rock bar or, you know, something like that. You buy the merchandise and get a drink. I can't allow this to happen, Karen. I have to mock it. Well, you're, it's not like you can stop it from happening. I know it's not, know it's not going anywhere. <laughs> Vital Vegas reports that starting July 1st, the Venetian will offer the, quote, Gondola University experience. <laughs> where you learn how to pilot a gondola and give them $200 for the privilege to learn a useless skill. And Tony's just chuckling in the background. Because it's so dumb! You know what? Clearly people have too much money in this world. People spend money on stupid shit. (laughs) So Frankie Moreno's residency at the Planet Hollywood is now over. His final show will be this coming Saturday, June 25th. Lucky Dragon has a new website and has started hiring, looking to fill 800 positions. Their website is luckydragonlv.com. Hey, guys, Lucky Dragon's actually going to happen. That This is going to happen. Isn't that crazy? I, so this is where I admit I don't listen to shows that I wasn't on, and I don't know what Lucky Dragon uh, or, is. Or do you retain anything that, uh, of shows you've been on? It depends on the level of alcohol that was involved. <laughs> It's, it's still off-strip, while, while technically... It, and, I don't and know what it is. I don't care. Like a Dragon Casino. Hotel okay. and Casino. Baby baby hotel. Congratulations. Right. Move on. <laughs> this, this is what I deal with all the time. Like going, oh, we're going to go do this in Vegas. We're like, going, I don't care. I don't, I don't care. Yeah, I don't need to go. That's why I have to do a show. I'm like, you guys think this is cool, right? <laughs> Station Casinos issued a cease and desist to a Reno steak and seafood restaurant that opened last year and named their place Feast, the trademark name of Station's Feast Buffet, established in 2009. The owner of the Rio restaurant argues it's unlikely anyone will confuse his establishment with a Las Vegas buffet. This is what pisses me off about, about fucking people in law. You're still... Listen, listen... I understand if somebody did something completely different from what we do, and they're like, oh, it's 360 Vegas, like, no, 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 motherfucker, we're 360 Vegas, like, going, yeah, but I do doom buggies, we just ride around three, uh, Vegas, we just go 360 Vegas, we're not going to get confused, like, I don't give a fuck, it's my name, dick. Tony? <laughs> I look at Karen stalemating going, I don't know, is Tony got a, like, I'm waiting for Tony to go, Mark, I think you're kind of full of shit. <laughs> I kind of want Tony to say and first. go. <laughs> uh, listen, at the end of the day, the the big thing about trademark is, will are you potentially confusing the customer into thinking that if they go to this particular place, they're getting the same thing that they're get that they would have gotten with the facility that they're most familiar with. Okay. Okay. So the question then becomes, if you're 
in Reno and you see a place called Feast, are you inclined to say, oh, hey, you know what? We really enjoy the station's Feast buffet. Mm -hmm. So I bet you if they've turned this into a steakhouse and we really like their buffet, I bet you their steakhouse is going to be great. Okay. Right? And so that's where you, you have to worry about their being a trademark infringement because at the end of the day, and, and this line is exactly right, the owner of Reno, this is exactly what the owner of Re, uh, the Reno uh, restaurateur should be saying, people aren't going to confuse my steakhouse okay. called Feast with a buffet called Feast. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I'm not inclined to, uh, to agree with that. I, I disagree. I think it's, it's, I think that it's possible that somebody could think well, if they've got a buffet in Vegas called Feast, sure, they could have a... I could see them having a steakhouse called Feast in, in Reno. So that's, you know, that's what it would come down to in a lawsuit is whether or not it's so similarly situated that it would likely cause confusion to a, a, a consumer. You know what the great counterpoint to that is? BLT is a brand. They also have BLT Steak. It is the same company. But I would say anytime I see anything that says BLT in, 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 at the beginning of it, I don't care if it's a buffet or if it's a fucking steakhouse. I'm like, BLT? I'm like, I like BLT Burger. BLT well, if the name is – well, okay. So number one, it's owned by the same company. But I And just, number two, if it's BLT Burger versus BLT Steak and that's the name of the restaurant, you're, you're going to expect a different well, experience. what I'm saying is I'm confirming what Tony's saying is while – while Feast may be a steakhouse in Reno and a buffet in Vegas, the fact of the matter is when I see BLT, I think mm -hmm. about whatever experience I had, and I'm going, sure. oh, it's the same company. I'll bet you the experience is the same. Even there though it could be something different, I still think it's going to be the same type of, of experience. There you go. And that's exactly what it is. So uh, one, one very, very, very quick um, side story. I, and the only reason I can even speak with any level of intelligence on this is because I happened to have taken an entertainment law class when I was in law school, and, and we covered, um, like, trademark and copyright and things like that. There is a... in, in So I assume you guys are familiar with the pizza place, uh, the, the national chain um, Papa John's? Oh, yeah, yep. Apparently, there was a... There is a mom-and-pop pizza place in Lansing called Papa John's. And when I first moved up to Lansing, I couldn't figure out why there were pizza places called Papianos that used the exact same font and logo as Papa John's, but it was called Papianos. Right. And sure enough, Papa John's, the corporation, comes into Lansing as it expands. Right. There's already a let's just say 50-year-old um, mom-and-pop pizza shop called Papa John's. And when Papa John's, the corporation, starts setting up, this little mom-and-pop restaurant took the corporation to court, and the court sided with the mom-and-pop pizza shop here. saying, these people have been here longer. They've established the name Papa John's. So if this corporation wants to come into the Lansing area, they can't use the name Papa John's. Hence this Papianos. Oh, wow. That's see, neat. See, that's what I love about law because absolutely, yeah, if they had already been set up shop there and you look at when Papa John's established their thing and they established their thing and they couldn't have influenced each other and nobody's actually ripping anybody off, absolutely. Like, well, sorry, Papa John's, you're fucked. <laughs> These guys have been here longer. That's awesome. That's so awesome. So now you know. Dun, 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 dun. I love law. Oh. 
So the Las Vegas advisor is reporting that Dal Toro, the restaurant who was once sued by Lamborghini for trademark infringement, has closed. The car museum across the hall from them, formerly the Lamborghini dealership, has also gone. <laughs> well, that's was... weird. Like, the whole moral of this story is uh, mutual destruction, apparently. Right. <laughs> well, the Lamborghini dealership's been gone for quite some time. That was that was an initial offering at the Palazzo. And uh, I, I always thought it was funny because I remember the first time, and primarily the reason why I ate at Del Toro the first time is because their logo... Uh, Tony, uh, I, I'm I'm a Lamborghini fan. Like that to me, if if it, that's you, any male that that finds cars or high end super sports cars or whatever interesting, always has their their favorite brand. And Lamborghini is mine. And I, one of the reasons I I ate at Del Toro's is that their logo was so like the Lamborghini to, uh, the uh, the uh, Lamborghini logo that I was like, oh my god, Lamborghini has a restaurant now. <laughs> So when I heard the lawsuit, I'm like, oh, God, yeah. I totally ate at your shitty place because I thought it was Lamborghini's. <laughs> and see, that's exactly it. You went there. You They they were able to use the brand recognition yep. that Lamborghini has built to pull someone like you. I don't mean like you, but I mean someone who's a fan of Lamborghini's. No, exactly yeah. like me. Yeah, somebody that has an affinity for something else, and I saw something else that I thought was related to it, and I spent yep. money there because I well, thought it was something And else. never mind, there was a Lamborghini either museum or dealership or something like right next door to it, so you yeah. just assumed that they were related. Yeah. Exactly. And then when you yep. had such a negative experience, what did that inherently then do to your impression of Lamborghini? Well, they know how to make cars, but not food. <laughs> a new sports bar and dance club will take over the space on Fremont East where insert coins used to reside. Vegas Eater said the plans are to add a 500 square foot patio and since the space doesn't have a rear patio they will either be setting that up in front of the property or expanding into the outdoor section of the recently closed restaurant next door to it. No other details were shared at this time. It's still a bummer that insert coins is gone. It wasn't for us. It wasn't for us. I know I know that. I know that. There, but I know Mike a, for the Wind thought it was amazing. I know Brian was like, oh, my God, I got to fucking check that out. So there's a nostalgia piece to it, but realistically, I don't see it as a viable business model. But that was just me. Well, especially in the in the Vegas market. But it, it did well for, for a time. And let's be honest, it was probably the most talked about thing on Fremont East. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, until Container Park and everything else opened up. But, yeah. yeah. Well, I guess that's going to do it for news and prop bets. Let's move on to coming attractions. Attractions is the portion of the show where we share with you acts and artists outside of the usual residencies that will be performing in Vegas in the future. This segment is brought to you by tickets.accessvegas.com. If you're going to a concert or any event in Las Vegas or really anywhere in the world, you should treat yourself right by grabbing great premium seats at tickets.accessvegas.com. Can I put in a plug? Yes, for I was going to do it. 
but you do. Well, now, so when when you see or hear stuff like this on a podcast, it's like, okay, so obviously they're paid paid advertising, whatever. Right. So do they really use them? Yes, we use tickets.accessvegas.com for any tickets that we buy. Almost 100% since they came on board. And this is the perfect example. So everybody knows one of our favorite bands is Corn, And right. they never come through Memphis or through the South. Right. They're on this new, new tour. That um, Bible Belt, yeah, because they're going with Breaking Benjamin, Breaking Benjamin and a couple other bands that yeah. I don't know. But they're coming to the Lander Center, which when you say it's in Mississippi, I'm like don't tell people that because it's really just across the border, and I don't want people to think we're going to a concert in Mississippi. But it, it's literally 20 minutes away from our house. So, you know, Mark mentioned this. I'm like, buy the tickets. We're going to the Lander Center website. We're going to Ticketmaster website. We can't get a seating chart. Yeah, we don't know where we're going to sit. We have no idea where these tickets are. It doesn't make any sense. We go to tickets.accessvegas.com, and we we get the full seating chart. We can see the rows. We understand which ones are below um, the overhang. The only thing we don't know is the seat number. The exact seat. But we know which row and what section. I mean, it's... Yes. You are going to pay more. That's why they're called premium seats. But... If you want to go see your your favorite band or, or a band you really want to go see and know where you're going to see them, yeah. I cannot, not only... Because we, we were able to look at it and say, okay, well, that's too far away. I don't want to sit that, that far exactly. back. Exactly. Oh, oh, we looked and at several in, seats, but like, I don't want to be there. Even in this, there. like the section we got, there were some that were like further back in the section that were under like the overhang of the right, separate, right. second level because yeah. it's an arena. We're like, no, we need to be closer to the front. Like it... It, it just—it's a great way to buy tickets if you want to know exactly where you're going to be. Setting. I cannot support this enough. Anybody that loves going to concerts, like I said, you will pay more because you're going to know exactly where you're going. And these are obviously resellers. And we obviously don't buy the um, the, the general mission seats. Well, that's not I, us. I'm yeah. too old. If you're going to do general mission. I'm too old. Do it at wherever. I need a seat. Yeah. I need a bit my designated right. spot to sit my ass down when I get tired. I, I cannot. I cannot. Fuck the fact that they're a paid sponsor. I cannot endorse this service enough. I, I would say basically since they came to us, if not 100%, virtually 100% of all the tickets we bought have been through them. Yeah, I, I think it's so. It's awesome. So. Awesome. Just want to put it out there. This isn't just a plug. I they, agree. We, we <laughs> tried it and use it, and we love them. So yeah. putting that out there. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. John Cleese and Eric Idle are performing at the Venetian Friday and Saturday, November 18th and 19th. Shows start at 8 p.m. and tickets start at $50. And I feel like Tony should read this one, but... I was thinking that... (laughs) Do you really want to hurt me? So Culture Club... Do you really want to make me cry? Stop. Just say it over him. Culture Club is performing at the Pearl at Palms on Sunday, August 21st. Keep going. (laughs) Show starts at 8 p.m. and tickets start at 78 bucks. (laughs) I I hate that we live in a world where John Cleese and Eric Idle at the Venetian are less expensive than a fucking culture club. Like, I thought, ooh, John Cleese and Eric Idle, I'd love to go see. So That's I th- big time. I um, think the old, I know. Um, Monty Python guys? Monty Python. Come on. Okay, I don't know Basically Eric Idle. I know, I know John Cleese. I don't know Eric Idle. Er- Eric Idle, I assure you, if I showed yeah. you a picture, you'd know who he yeah. was. Yeah. Absolutely. The, it was one of them, the one that did the parrot sketch that said, this parrot is no more. Odds it are, yes. Cease to be. Odds are, yes. It, it's I'm sure. Yeah. Every time. Right, they, they were basically the head writers of Monty Python. Nice. Yeah. Actually, that would be fun to go see. They're yeah. Two geniuses. Why, how, how could you argue? Right. Wanda Sykes is performing at Treasure Island Friday, September 9th. Show starts at 9 p.m. Tickets start at $65. 
And finally, Jim Brewer is at the South Point Friday through Sunday, September 1st, 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. Show starts at 7.30 p.m. and tickets start at $40. Zip, 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 Zip. Sorry. We, we, we Karen just... and I are fans of, of Brewer, and when we were in college, he had a stand-up special where he did, I, I, I can't even explain what it is. It was he, a little finger man. A, a little finger umpire. Yeah. And Karen not only was able, I mean, it's not hard to replicate a, a stand-up uh, <laughs> skit, but Karen was able to replicate the, the little finger man <laughs> thing, and it used to bring me to tears when she would do it. <laughs> like, we would just be in some random place, and you'd be like, all of a sudden you'd see him stand up like, Dope, let me see. Don't you see? I would lose it. It didn't matter where we were. Cracked me up. You know I'm gonna go look for that on YouTube oh, when we get so done. We I haven't seen that in forever. It's so funny. It was brilliant. Like I could be in a shitty mood, like pissed off at her for doing something fucking stupid or whatever. We're in a restaurant or whatever, and like, yo, let me see. <laughs> like, God damn it, Karen. <laughs> so, Tony, if you're gonna look up another skit by him, there's one other one that I highly recommend, yeah. and it's it's the um. Uh, it's it's the drinking tequila fest. Yes. What happens in your stomach, in your stomach. with tequila? And it, it's like it's a party. They it's keep inviting all their friends in. Hilarious. And then somebody all of a sudden sneaks in the tequila. And right. They start shooting up the place. They start bringing in all their buddies. <laughs> like, going, come on, come on, vomitos, vomitos. That's yeah. And then it's like, all right, that's it. Everybody out. No, 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 no. not that way. The way no, you came you in. <laughs> he is. Funny as but yeah. his, Those his, are the only two I can think of off the top of my his head. His experience, but, yeah. if you've ever seen Jim Brewer on SNL. He his, always looks high. What? Not just that. His stand-up, infinitely Different. funnier than yeah. anything you ever saw him do on yeah. SNL. I mean, Goat Boy was hilarious. Oh, Goat but, Boy, you know. yeah, but... No, he Stand-up his stand-up is awesome. Yeah. Yes, he's really, really good. So, yeah, go look up the, the little finger man umpire and then the... Uh, the, the Drinking, it's a drinking stomach, tequila, tequila party. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is, but yeah, so those two funny. are hilarious. All right, all right, indeed I will. And if we can find them, we'll send. We'll Tony, we'll send. I'll you tweet the them. Or, yeah. Sure, yeah. yeah, sure, sure. Please do. Hey, don't forget that you can find links to purchase tickets to these and all of the artists that we report on on our coming attractions calendar on the blog. Let's move into the river. So, Mark, you've got some listener feedback. As I've said, we are really enjoying this Twitter poll concept. You are really enjoying the Twitter poll concept. Oh, you, oh, you don't like hearing the results or any of the feedback on any of this? Is that what you're well, saying? The, the results are just yes or no and the percentages. And, okay. I like interacting with our listeners despite my bitch of a wife who doesn't want to <laughs> oh, do any of that. Really? <laughs> that was... That escalated quickly. Yeah. I didn't see that coming. I didn't either. <laughs> That's me. Zero, zero to bitch. <laughs> no, zero, zero to asshole. Is, is no, zero to asshole. That doesn't make more sense. So, anyway, I, I really... I can match your zero to bit, uh, asshole and go zero to bitch even faster if you want to go that route. I believe it. Actually, I've seen it. So, I, I'm, I'm well aware. That's not a bluff. So, I've thoroughly enjoyed interacting with you guys via Twitter polls and I assure you uh, there there are many many other informational things that I want to I want to throw out there or that I want your your feedback on so one of the things that we've been going back and forth on is with the hashtags for 360 Vegas vacation now and we wanted to settle on one in the past we have done you know 360 Vegas vacation and then whatever the number it is or 360 VV and whatever the number it is and I was like you know what it seems like we're just making too much of an effort here so why don't we just come up with something but the problem was 
Listen, I've already said, simply because of how, how it looks, that 360 Vegas Vacation 5, the hashtag's going to be 360 VVV. And somebody had brought up, like, going, yeah, but but this one would be... Actually, it, it was Sky on the Rocks that encouraged all this. So if you have any venom towards this conversation, you direct it towards him, Karen. So... <laughs> Why do you think I have venom towards this conversation? Well, I had to have... I, it caused a Twitter poll, which you don't seem to give a shit about. Just because I don't give a shit about a Twitter poll doesn't mean I have any venom towards Rob about inspiring I, one. See, I love this. You I, have I, fun I love with how them. I bring this up, and you're like going... Well, I mean, you know, Rob's really awesome. I don't no, have any issue yeah, with Rob. That's not what I, that's not what I said annoying. at all. That's not what I said at all. That's what it feels like. Well, then you're reading into this, Boo. Stop and listen. Hold on. So no tear. I don't know. There's no tear. The Indian tear. The Indian tear because somebody's no. ruining his land. <laughs> I'm, I'm thrilled that you love the Twitter polls. But when you're like, oh, we're so excited, I, I don't care. I'm glad that you are. I like and to I'm speak on behalf of my, my host, and I'm sure Tony's like, no, we like the interaction. We're like, I would just like to make clear, I don't care about what uh, these Twitter posts. It was, okay, it wasn't that at all, but if you want to, like, like. No, I understand what it feels like. So, it wasn't at all. Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Your your Twitter poll re- response is so irrelevant to me. You you might as well have done like Morse code. I don't care about it's not that. I'm I'm thrilled that you are having so a great time doing that them. Cared, we had an internal conversation yeah. based on Rob's recommendation. Like, oh, it would almost be just like you know 360 VVV. You just you know throw that little eye in there. I'm like, oh my god, do we want to do that? Do we want to do that? So we reached out to you. Which hashtag would you prefer? And you overwhelmingly said Roman numerals are fucking stupid. <laughs> because 91% said hashtag 360VVV and the number four. No, just VV4. Oh, v- oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, not VVV. That's the alcohol that, that, was, yeah. that wasn't a con- <laughs> so, In fairness, is it possible that our listeners just aren't smart enough to know what the Roman numeral Oh, oh, Tony, I 100% Tony. assure you that is 100% of the reason. I, mean, I, 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 I would say of those 91%, 90 of them did get <laughs> And I say that with love. I don't care how dumb you are. I yeah, still love it's, you. It's a joke, Karen. It's a joke. There was an episode of The Simpsons where, at the beginning of the episode. It always comes. You need to title this episode. Genius. You need to title this The Simpsons Reference Episode. It, there's an so episode bad. where they're. Uh, Edna Krabappel is trying to teach Bart's class Roman numerals, and he, uh, you know, he doesn't care, and he, he's joking around and goofing off, and then they go away from the from that scene in the overall, you know, role of the episode, and he winds up in a lion's den, and there's a sign that says, "To get out of here safely, you must exit out of door." VI. And so he sees all of these doors like one, two, three, four, five, six. He's like, VI? Why don't they teach this stuff in school? <laughs> so so there you go. So there you go. The hashtag for 360 Vegas Vacation. And to be honest, outside of Vegas Vacation 5, they will always be 360 VV and whatever number. We also had a second poll that we threw out this week because I wanted to challenge a friend of mine who who wouldn't shower for days when we were in Vegas. And when I called him out on it, he argued that he was spending a significant amount of time in the pool every day in Vegas, which is basically like taking a bath in bleach. So we asked you 
is swimming in a chlorinated pool, and I just threw in an arbitrary half an hour, an acceptable substitute for a shower. And this has restored my faith in our listeners. 69% no, of you said, oh, <laughs> I, I'm kind of with Tony for a second here. 69% of you said, no, it is not. I, I'm happy the majority was that way. Right. Because I wasn't sure where this one was going to go. I'm still kind of <laughs> disturbed. Yeah. Yes. 31 people like, well, yo, that's no, we're cool. <laughs> <laughs> the soap comes free with a hotel room, people. <laughs> what the fuck? I and, don't understand what quite, this is, where the problem lies. Quite honestly, Tony, you're already in the desert. If all you're going to do is swim in a chlorinated pool, it's really going to dry out your skin. Right? You, you need some moisture back in there, folks, you know? I, yeah, and, and we shamed him. Private pr- uh, slash publicly. Oh, our like, friend? Oh, no, we totally like, like, called like him Like among, amongst our group we did, but it was one of those things where the conversation had come up. It's like going, it's basically the same, and I'm like, I, I get your argument about the chlorine. I still think you're out of your fucking mind. So, I'm not. I'm not going to rat anybody out. I'm not going to tell anybody who you are. But I'd like to publicly slash kind of privately shame you. I'm going to have all <laughs> these people tell you how wrong you are, without them knowing who it is they're telling. They're full, <laughs> They're they're wrong and disgusting. <laughs> so. How many people did you say finally wound, were able to fit on the party limo down to? Fremont Street. A this total class. of 34, but we are cutting it off at 30. Yeah. Okay. So let's do the math. Third, let's round up. Make it 35 people because I can do the math easier that way. 30% of 35 people are roughly, mm, what, 10? Because 10% would well, be it 350, been... <laughs> 3.5. Oh, I see where he's going so, with this. Oh, so my God. 10.5 people on that limo did not bathe while they were in Vegas. Think about that next time, friends. You vote on, yeah, I think that's acceptable. (laughs) What a great fucking argument. This is funny. (laughs) See, and maybe this just speaks to, I knew it was wrong. I didn't think a lot of your listeners were, so I was happy that I saw that almost 70% said, yeah, no, it's not acceptable. Like I said, we we, we shamed him as, as verbally as we could possibly shame him. And it, it was just kind of like the fact that he was so arguing about going, no, no, we're, we're going to have to do this. I'm, I'm not telling anybody who you are, but I want to make sure you and I will both know who, who, who we're talking about. And, and all these people will be telling you you're gross without realizing they're telling you you're gross. <laughs> all right. Well, let's move on to something a little bit more fun. We've got some listener email. Yeah, we got it from Lex Cash, titled, quote, iTunes Review L Cash Photo. We got this, like, last week. And uh, I believe I believe you spoke negatively. Neg- negatively? Negatively, thank you, <laughs> of this person. So I think it's only fitting that you read this feedback. Don't, don't set this up like You said something to... negative. I did. Well, what I said was. Well, I believe we'll, you said we'll he has to. no life. I, <laughs> and now you answer for that. <laughs> so, so Lex Cass said, thanks for reading my review. I want to clarify a couple things. I'm not a piece of shit. <laughs> and I bathe when I'm in Vegas. <laughs> he didn't say any of those things, but I, I, I like the world we live in. <laughs> First, yes, I do have a life, although one that you may not like since I am a union steward for a freight company. I started with an episode in the 197 range and just let it play from there, working back to about 170 and listening to new ones that were put out. 
I work on a forklift and drive my truck for 10 to 12 hours a day and listen to the podcast instead of the radio because I find you guys so funny. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. My wife and I were in Vegas the Saturday following Vegas vacation, and we wish we could have been in town to meet everyone. Thank you for creating such an awesome show, and I can't wait for the next episode. Also, hope to hear another Legal Lounge segment soon. Oh! Lex in hey, San Diego. I, I try, hey, Lex, buddy, I tried to, like, just do an impromptu legal lounge <laughs> earlier at the beginning of the show when we were talking about Disney, but they, they said no, so oh, I'm sorry that they don't listen prick. to the theater. No, no, no. no. I, think you should, I think you should maybe add one as a, a, a river to do later. If you oh, boom, Tony. Take the question. Make it a legal lounge. Not an impromptu one, prick. So... I, here's the thing, and I, I hope, you short I hope Lex doesn't honestly think I'm like, oh my god, he has no life. But here's the thing. I, I assure you, these people Listening know us. They just wanted to call you out. To on 30 it. episodes of us in like a week. I, and we, again, we, I, we don't like. I assure you, this is <laughs> primarily in, in in our personal lives. At least for Karen and I, this is probably the most that we will talk this entire weekend. Yeah. Recording this show. Yep. So the idea of like going, you listen to us talk for a minimum, obviously some of these shows run longer, a minimum of 30 hours. I don't know how you don't hate us. I, I just, that just seems, to me, it just seemed like a lot in, in a week. And and I will say this, I do sometimes, although Mark doesn't believe it, we'll go back and listen to past episodes when I'm, I'm driving, you know, for work and I'm on the road. Yeah, and but even something then, references you or, you know, well, something that's about always, you. That's or, always where I start, yeah. <laughs> But I, for the record, she listened for the first time ever to the You Can Bet on That podcast and was like, oh, they're really good. Do you want to know why she listened to it? Because people were talking about her on it. <laughs> oh, nice. Because Chris, Chris called yeah. in about my role. Well, and so yeah, many people. He did. So many people have been mentioning it or referencing it that I was like, well, what the hell did he say? So I just, I wanted to call a listen. So well done, guys. Uh, Karen actually no, not they only have a great to your show. show, but she really likes yeah, it. Yeah, they have a great show. <laughs> that doesn't mean, for the record, that doesn't mean she'll ever listen to it again. Just the episode she listened to, like, those guys are doing a good job. Hey, that's not true. I downloaded a second one. I haven't then, listened to it yet, but right. I downloaded it. All they have to do is just tweet tweet out to you anytime they talk about you. And oh. as long as they just use your name at some point. There you go. That's a trick. They're not going to have a lot of reason to talk about me, except very so often to go, oh, remember that epic role that Karen had in Vegas? They've actually been really awesome. <laughs> Apparently, Luxor, we aren't the first. Uh, no, we were the first to report how awesome Luxor is. But apparently, they are treating people in our community Amazing, awesome, and and it is it, like they've made sure that we are aware of it. That Good. that they're like, look at this man. It's like the revolution of Luxor. Like this seems to be the new spot to go to on the strip. I like, hope so, because I mean that was awesome. It, it, like I said, when we first stayed at Luxor, you weren't a huge fan of it. You just knew that it was like it was something I wanted to do, so we did it. And you were never much of a fan of it. I would say never... the staying in the pyramid is really cool because you get to, to drive the or ride the inclinator. The inclinator, up. yeah. Oh, those you are get fun. fucked up and ride an inclinator. Uh, like, That'll mess am I with dying? You. What's going on? Actually, I might I might have a harder time with that now than I did before because the motion Way sickness. Way better drinkers, yeah. Well, no, the motion sickness, sickness has yeah. kicked in like it didn't used to, so that yeah. could be bad. But no, I just I I only meant from a oh my god, no life listening to us for thirty hours. Obviously, his job gives him the time. I and the appreciate ability that to he was that. like, hey. I have more to say now. <laughs> I appreciate that he did too because it, it explains a lot. How dare you? <laughs> it wasn't that well, and I love how that he. I, he said, "How do I amend this?" 
<laughs> right? Yeah. No, it's like, first, I want to clarify. Right. It's really kind of funny about that. Right off the bat. <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm really glad, Lex, that you love the show. I'm sorry that we missed you by a weekend. I hope that, uh, you know, depending on when you, if you, now that you're listening, you'll know when we're going to be out in Vegas next time and we can, you know, meet up. And Well, it's also one of the things I adore. Like, not, not only is he an amazing guy, but he is, sim- I, I would you like know, to say. You know Lex is an amazing guy? Not met Lex. Him? Hold on. I'm fucking trying to set a story up here yeah. and you're trampling on it. <laughs> well, me... we were just talking about Lex. So when you said he's an amazing guy, I just assumed that's where you're going with this. Well, if you were listening to the whole conversation, you'd realize that I was setting up. You're ruining all of this. John Williams. Is that better? Can we get this ready? Are you ready now? Sure. <laughs> John Williams. One of the things I adore about this guy is that he is similarly awkward in social settings to some of the issues that I deal with. And probably one of the most flattering things I've ever heard is in both Vegas vacations he's been like, oh yeah, there's all of them. There's the obnoxious, like, everybody look at me, I'm doing this, and there's, and then there's me like going, oh, I'm just doing my own thing. We all fit in. Everybody it yeah. like just embraces each other and loves each other, and it, you don't feel excluded, you only feel included, and it's like, it doesn't matter what, like, John doesn't drink. We're all heavy drinkers. We're like on, we don't shame him for well, that's it. That's like, part of the show. Feel awkward. No, about for it. him, that's part of the show. I know, is watching right? how drunk we all like, get. Watch these idiots. I mean, come on. Go. He kept feeding Tony drinks all that night. That was so brilliant. That was, <laughs> that was possibly the greatest morning man story this I've ever too. heard. Yeah, <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like we try to create an atmosphere that it's almost like the greatest family reunion you could ever think of. Is, is <laughs> family reunions that you wish they were. I know, right? <laughs> except, except we're meeting. Usually half the people there, like going, and and for some reason, I would say 99% of the time, if not 100%, we're like going, oh my God, we're going to be best friends forever. How did this happen? Because they've listened to our bullshit for all this time. Like, it's the best. I got to hang out with these idiots. (laughs) If they listen to this show and they're like, I still want to meet these assholes, awesome. We're going to get along great. How many times in your entire life do you meet somebody and within five minutes, we're like going, Oh my God, you're awesome, and all I want to do is hang out with you. We're gonna be best friends forever. <laughs> it's 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 unlike any experience you've ever had. I cannot encourage How you. How many enough. best friends do you have? What we've had this. I'm not getting into it. Never mind. I was, I was, <laughs> it was, I was a sarcastic. Get into, no, it was I was gonna get into the serious question. conversation of it. No. I'm like, uh, Bail. We're not. Yeah, we're, not doing do this. we're not doing it. <laughs> so, there well, you then I guess that's gonna do it for episode 203. Thank you all for listening, downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog by going to 360vegaspodcast.com. For those of you who want to show uh, support the show via purchasing things from our affiliates like Amazon, Caesars Entertainment, tickets.accessvegas.com, Earth Limos, or just make PayPal donations, we highly encourage that. Of course, you can always buy merchandise from our store, which is zazzle.com slash 360vegas. And, you know, do understand we do get a cut of those profits, so buy a lot and buy <laughs> <Right>. often. <laughs> it's a cut. There's a lot of cost involved. <laughs> of course, you can always help others find the show by reviewing us on iTunes. If you'd like to send some feedback, written or audio, much like Lex did, you can do so by going to 360... Oh, you can email us at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com, and we promise Karen will mock your... Uh, things that you it's say part of the you're like going, oh, i'm gonna write an email so karen will then mock me i felt bad for the guy that was all 
oh, you felt bad for him because he found us some enter- entertaining. I, I didn't understand how he could stand to listen to 30 hours. That was my only thing. In a week. <laughs> We're really funny. I didn't know you knew that. You know, I'll tell you, in fairness, I can appreciate the binge listening, particularly if you have the luxury. You know, one of the things that I miss about not being in private practice anymore is the ability to binge listen to podcasts because now my commute is you know all of 20 minutes so the fact that Lex is you know I know what Lex is is getting at I mean I I appreciate the fact that he can that he works 10 and 12 hour days God love you Lex uh, that's that's impressive in and of itself but then to be able to listen to those podcasts during that amount of time I can understand how he could really buzz through quite a few of them then um, because you've got that time to be able to sit and listen to it. So, and you're right, when you find something that interests you, um, you know, I, I when I first discovered 360 Vegas, I binge listened to all of the back episodes. So, you know, I get it. You just, it's, I, I understand completely, but, but I just remembered, you know, last week we were saying now, wait, where did he start from? Because he may have gone through Matt, Scott, and then into me, depending on how <laughs> yeah. many shows back 30 was. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and saw the good, the bad, and the ugly. No, it's Y'all so, pick who's no. which. <laughs> exactly. He can, he can choose which one's which. But the great, no, what, what, what excites me about that is I know exactly what you're talking about. I used to have a commute, Tony. Now I work from home. I listen to almost no podcast because I don't have a commute to need to entertain myself with. And it's it sucks because it's like there are people like, you know, I, I've said before, like your show, I don't care about two-thirds of what you're talking about. But what I adore is your your passion for them. And I'm like, oh, that's so interesting. But I have to force myself like going, start listening to shows. I know you don't need to. And I know it doesn't really fit in what you're doing right now. You got to listen to shows. You got to find out what's going on. <laughs> so I totally, the commute, it's really all of us who are like, I fucking hate terrestrial radio. I fucking hate you so much. We're like, I'm going to listen to something that I actually find interesting at this moment. Love it. God, that's why I love podcasts. I have to say, more than anything, props to Asgard. Wow, that kid has been amazing today. Yeah, he's been loose. Only uh, did a lap or two in yeah, here. The whole Didn't time. really fuck up any equipment. Good job, pup. And he, he's, nice. he's crashed out in the bathroom. Absolutely. Right now, so. so, where can people find my co-host? Tony, where can they find you? I am at 360 to- uh, 360 Vegas Tony. That's yeah, right. You got to throw the Vegas in there, buddy. Karen. I'm at Karen Mark. You know where to find me. Tony gave you all the closings. So, by the way, we are taking next week off because... Tony wants to go drink awesome booze. So we're like, <laughs> well, wait a minute. That makes kind of sense. If Tony's going to take a week off, Parker, we're taking one off. So and a long weekend. Yeah. So you'll have a review or something special if I get done editing it. <laughs> Regardless. Until then. Until then.